oftentimes you're driving on roads and systems designed by civil engineers and a car designed by a mechanical engineer uh, using a computer interface and GPS that will had some, you know, computer science, electrical engineering. From UW Tacoma, this is Pod Defiance. Welcome to Pod Defiance, where we don't lecture, but we do educate. I'm Eric Wilson-Edge. Today on the pod, Women in Engineering with UW-Tacoma professor Heather Dillon and UW-Tacoma students Jasmine Davis, Anna Wen, and Sophia El Mabu. The students, along with Dillon, started a UW-Tacoma chapter of the Society of Women Engineers. We'll talk about the organization and the role the chapter will play on campus. We'll also discuss the importance of engineering, why each of the students decided to pursue a career in the engineering field, and as well as their plans for the future. Hi, I'm Heather Dillon. I'm a professor in mechanical engineering, and I'm the faculty advisor for the Society of Women Engineers Club. Hello, I'm Jasmine Davis, and I am the VP of Society of Women Engineering Club, and my major will be mechanical engineering. Hi, my name is Anna, and I'm a senior, and I'm a computer engineering major, and I'm the president of the SWE Club. <laughs> Hello, I'm Sophia Elmobdi. I am a sophomore in mechanical engineering, and I'm the secretary of the Society of Women Engineering Club. Let's. I wonder if we could start with the Society for Women Engineers, um, kind of talking about what it is and, and, and what it does. Yeah, so the Society of Women Engineers is actually a, na- a national organization, and they have different chapters or clubs or affiliates across the country, and they just support women in engineering in all different branches of engineering and computer science, and they help help women as they go through their undergraduate degrees and then also once they're out in the real world, once they're in their professional uh, role, there's opportunities for you know networking and, and all of those things that a professional society typically present, provides. So it's, it's, it's a great organization and we're, we're happy to be part of it. So you've sort of touched on this, but what is the importance or significance of having uh, a, a chapter here at UW-Tacoma? Well, this is, this is very exciting for us. Uh, your listeners may not all know this, but we've recently launched a few new engineering programs. Mechanical engineering has come online this academic year, and we're launching civil engineering next academic year. And of course, we already had electrical and computer engineering in place. And so one of the things we're excited about is providing support for all of our female students coming through the program uh, or through all of those programs and just making sure that we have a culture and a climate on campus that's really welcoming and providing all of the things that they need. And so that's part of the goal of our club. What was the process of getting this chapter up and running here? And was this student-led or was it a collaboration between yourself and students? So just how, did, how did this all get started? Oh, that's a great question. Well, last summer... Jasmine and I were hanging out and we were talking about how excited we were that the new mechanical engineering program was launching and that there was going to be this great opportunity and how much we wanted to have a community around uh, women coming through the program. And so Jasmine and I had talked about 
the fact that this was something we wanted to work on together. And then we recruited more friends to join us. Jasmine, I want to start with you for this question. Why did you decide you wanted to get involved with um, bringing the Society of Women Engineers to campus? And what what role uh, do you have in this campus chapter? So I just wanted the organization to be here because I wanted to have a group of people that I can like relate to and feel comfortable with talking about, you know, engineering struggles as a woman and person of color as well. Um, I also wanted to have like a group of people to like work with on homework if needed and projects, collaborate on projects and things of that sort. And um, I'm also the vice president of the organization. Yeah, so I really wanted to like start this club with these people, like, (laughs) yeah, because um, after going through all four years of being in computer engineering and like going through like the prereqs and the major classes, um, this club would be something that I really needed back when I was a freshman because like I had like no one going through the same things I was going through. I just I like to um, find ways to like challenge myself and being a president like leading something was another challenge for me because I'm quite like shy and closed off. So my role as a secretary is to help the vice president and the president with anything they need. Like any extra, if they're too busy to handle anything, they can just send it my way and let me know that they need my help with it and I'll help them out. And I also make sure that we can all come like at what certain times and dates that's my role as a secretary. I just want to show people, uh, like, show all women in STEM that it is not that difficult. If you put your work in, you will succeed. The men are not better at it because they're men. It's equal. If we put the time in, they we will be right there as perfectly well engineers. How important is something like this to continuing to encourage and making space for women and women of color in particular to get into these fields and to get access to uh, resources and people. I think that it's sometimes hard for people who are not in engineering to really understand how many obstacles there are, how many, you know, systematic inequalities and barriers are really in place. I think oftentimes people from the outside might think to themselves, well, you know, it's 2020, there's probably no problem. It's all good. Well, that's actually not true. Um, there, all of these barriers have just been embedded into the, the culture and the system, and especially the culture in engineering that makes it really difficult for women, people of color to progress as easily through that pathway. And so I think accepting that those challenges exist, how do we start to address those things? Um, In my own career, one of the things that I have found to be most helpful is connecting, finding mentors, finding allies in my journey that have been able to help me. And that's a really important part of, you know, creating community and culture. So when we're looking at this new mechanical engineering program, other engineering programs, we really were paying attention to this idea about culture. And so uh, making sure that there was a place for people to have these conversations, to support one another. You, you, can, you can hear from, from uh, talking with them how much they enjoy you know, chatting with each other and helping one another. That's a really important piece of what we're doing here and trying to, in a small way, start to break down some of the systemic you know, inequalities and equities that exist.
I'm always interested as to why people um, decide to to do what they do and you know what career path they want to pursue or their major. So if we can spend a, a little bit talking about why each of you decided to pick your particular major, what what led you down that route? So before coming to college, I was working at a retirement community, and I noticed that there was a lot of, of injuries going on and um, a lot of heartbreak. And so I was wondering, because I enjoyed math and the, I was really interested in technology at the time. So I was wondering how I could benefit the community in a, in a better way. So um, initially, I started freshman year going for computer science but I wasn't really enjoying the coding aspect. That's just not my, my you know, expertise. But um, my overall goal was to make technology that can help aid different communities in a better way and make it more affordable. So um, I got a taste of what it's like during the summer working with Heather, um, where I worked on creating a robot that would help pick up objects off the floor that elderly people would drop. My overall goal is to help the, any community in any way and, you know, make it fun. <laughs> so they would be able to control the device at some point, when it, whatever phase I get to. Yeah, so in high school, I didn't know, like, what I wanted to do, but I always knew that I was good at math. So I thought maybe engineering was the right way to go. And I was always, always um, interested in the technology and how fast it was growing, and I wanted to be a part of that. Uh, growth. So when I was growing up, actually, I wanted to do aeronautical engineering, mainly because I love traveling. And when I'd be looking at the window, I'd be like, why is this wing built like that? It always fascinated me how like it goes up and down, like the wings themselves. It was fascinating to me. And then as I grew up, I applied for a job um, as a tire technician. So I worked at a tire shop for a full year, and then I started being interested in cars. I was like, this is very cool. You, There's so much to learn. There's so much to operate. So I wasn't sure of what type of engineering I want to do. And I did some research and I found out if I do mechanical engineering, that can take me to so many other options and lead me to like many roads. So I've, I've realized that I can do so much of the mechanical engineering. And so that's the ride I took. So how is how has your experience been at UW Tacoma so far? Um, how do you describe that? I've been to so other campuses. I've never felt like here the staff they'll always look at you and smile and say hi and they'll take a moment to talk to you. And all the instructors they care about you. They they want you to succeed. Other schools they're like the instructors don't care if you're doing good or bad. They just want to teach the class and leave. But here at UW Tacoma, you will see that all the instructors care. The students are engaged during lectures mainly because of how good the instructors are and it's it's a beautiful place to be all the professors were definitely very helpful one of my professors for like resume help um like interview help just anything about like job related i went to like a couple of my professors for help just to like is they were in the field for a little bit so i thought they would know like more about um how to, how to help me prepare so um, my experience, it depends on what um, major I was focusing on. So like in computer science, it was kind of distant because it was over COVID. So uh, it was hard to make a personal connection. And also the classes were pretty big, so it was kind of hard to keep track of everything. But for mechanical engineering, all of the staff is so like welcoming and supportive like Sophia said and it's just amazing like the cohort we're with they just want to like make personal connections and friendships and it's really nice 
so for each of you, let's let's spend a little bit of time talking about your plans. Maybe start with short term plans and then maybe talking about long term plans. Um, short term, hopefully I can pay off my student debt. <laughs> um, and then long term, maybe uh, maybe like ha- make a change in like someone's life, like be like a mentor to someone. When I graduate, I'm trying to get a job right away where I will be able to live on my own and not have to move back to my parents' house or anything. And I would love to be an aeronautical engineer or any type of space engineering. That would be very fun to me. If not, any mechanical engineering would also be fun, but it has to be hands-on. I can't do computer work. A little bit is okay. If it's like 50-50, I'm okay with that. But if it's fully like computer work, I feel like that was a waste of my major. And yeah, so short term, I want to be um, a job. And then long term, hands-on job forever where I'll be happy <laughs> and satisfied. So uh, my short term goal, I would say, is to, like Sophia, find a job, mm-hmm. a good paying job. Um, my long term, it's kind of like a dream job and it's kind of out there, but I... <laughs> Okay, I want to create weapons for the military. Just think of the lab work you can, like the materials and everything you can work with. Yeah, that's just, I just want a lot of hands-on technology work too. The weapons I'm thinking of making is more so less deadly, but more like defending in a way. Like, okay, so like one thing is like an idea was like to make a force field type thing and like a cloth a cloth cloth or whatever that can like protect cars and stuff during like whatever they're doing in military like things that can help protect them and defend them where do we see engineering in our lives like why is it more than just something that sounds really stressful to try and study yeah that's a great question i mean i think engineers have become one of these critical underpinnings that sort of make society go in our modern tech world you know, many of the comments from the students kind of touched on this, everything from automobiles to computers to, you know, weird sci-fi <laughs> technology that, you know, is out there. I think that all of those things are different applications of oftentimes really good engineering. And I think that it tends to be kind of in the background of a lot of people's minds as they, you know, drive back and forth to work or go through their day-to-day uh, lives. But oftentimes you're driving on roads and systems designed by civil engineers and a car designed by a mechanical engineer uh, using a computer interface and GPS that will had some you know, computer science, electrical engineering. So I think all of those things are, are working sort of behind the scenes in our society. But I think one thing that many people don't realize is how much engineering for good uh, can happen in these careers as well. And, and, and Jasmine sort of touched on this, a lot of, you know, advances in biomedical and biomechanical systems are all in service to people. You know, how do we help people? I had a a friend who always used to talk about how aspirational engineering can really be in terms of solving some of our biggest, most challenging problems, whether it's climate change, you know, health problems, all the things that we, you know, are struggling with, greater human suffering. I think that what you're hearing from Um, some of our excellent future engineers in the room today is some of their passion. It's 
growing up, was um, was education something that was stressed in your household? And also, what do you see as the value of education in your own life? Okay, so growing up, um, actually, I was born here in Washington, and then when I was three years old, I moved to Egypt. I lived there for six years, so I went to a private school where they taught us Arabic, English, um, French, and German. So I was learning four languages, and um, school was very hard. They were teaching us math for high schoolers at fourth grade level. They're very ahead, which was very hard. So like I'd go to school, I'd come home, I would take a nap and then wake up and do homework until the next morning. There was no breaks. Um, and then when I came back here to America, I loved school. Because in Egypt, I was like, this is so hard. And I loved math, but my teachers were always telling me I'm terrible at it. Like my grades were proven that I am terrible at math. And I'm like, what? But how? I love this. And so I came back here and then my teachers in fifth grade, the teacher was not the best. So she also showed me that I was terrible at math. And then eventually I finally got a teacher that was like nice, I guess, to me. And then ever since then, I was like, I love math with a passion. And so, oh, my house, uh, my household, um, grades are very stressed, like A's and B's, at least. Nothing below that, of course. And then I forgot what the rest of the questions were. You answered it. Yeah, okay. Um. A's and B's are in my household. Oh, and I value education because I love learning. Like, if I can get a chance to learn anything, I will take that opportunity and learn and grow. Um, yeah, I find it hard sometimes to, like, actually learn because, I don't know, like, in sometimes in school, you're just taught to, like, okay, look at this book and read this, and this is what you're learning. And I'm like, okay, this is kind of boring. I want to learn something interesting, you know? but I love learning. Growing up, um, education was definitely something important in my household because my parents, they came to the U.S. for their college degrees, and so they strive us to get like more higher education and like go off and like do something really big in the world because they came to the U.S. just to get that dream of everything. And then I value education purely pretty highly because of the sacrifice my parents did to come here like away from their own parents and family. I wouldn't say it was stressed growing up it was more so implied because my parents they uh, they kind of chose higher education after they got married and had kids so they didn't really have time to continue on in college and get a degree so they wanted us to not do what they did and wait till after you get higher education but they also would support um, if I chose not to go higher education and so it meant like they really supported me um, being the first to actually go and um, be an engineer for all of that. They wanted to, so my dad wanted to be a have a business degree. He has an associate's, but he never got his bachelor's. And my mom wanted to be a director of movies and things of that sort, but she didn't get to finish. So, yeah, so they were just really proud that I got in and, like, want to continue and succeed in life. And I value it a lot because I really want to um, provide financial support towards my future kids and future family. So I, I kind of want to leave a legacy behind and have a good starting point for them as well. When I think of like engineering of, of any kind, I, I just imagine really complex equations, but I'm also in a room where some, some interesting looking stuff that I want to touch, um, <laughs> but probably shouldn't. Um, so do students in, the, in these programs, is it, is it do they get hands-on experience like in a lab like this? And if so, what does that look like? Yeah. 
Well, so first, let's talk about the math, because I think that that's important for people who might be listening to know that, yes, the math is kind of intense, but a lot of what we do as engineers is really fun and design-focused, right? And there's a creative side of engineers that most people don't really know about. So if there's a student out there listening thinking, I'm not sure if this is a career that I would be interested in, please know that there's lots of fun design things and lots of hands-on pieces as well. Uh, the room that we're in has some laboratory equipment that our <laughs> students use um, for testing all sorts of different things. Um, this particular piece over here was recently used by some of our engineering students. They designed and 3D printed uh, bridge structures and then they uh, tested uh, how much load they could apply to those bridges before they filled. And it was shocking <laughs> how creative the designs were and how many different types of design features the students explored. So. I hope that gives you an example of, you know, sort of the inner, the day-to-day -day life of what an engineering uh, student might experience here. It is really uh, design-focused and very hands-on. Uh, we have lots of projects in the curriculum, lots of different um, pieces that are intended to give them experience working in teams and doing all sorts of fun things. So I like to think of it as fun. They're nodding. You can't see them, but the others <laughs> in the room are nodding. <laughs> You're avoiding my pointing what is that <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah so this is the equipment in this room is mostly for different types of uh, material testing so um you know the, there's more technical words but basically we have smashers and pullers um, so so we can crush things and smash them and then we can pull things apart until they fail the music you're hearing is by uw tacoma associate teaching professor nicole blair be sure to like and subscribe to our podcast. You will find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Pocket Casts.